Welcome to the Celtics Corner, hosted by Brian Nasta, where we recap every Celtics game, joined by special guests with in-depth breakdowns, latest topics, and everything and anything Celtics. Do you bleed green and gold just like me? Go follow my social media at Celtics Corner underscore on Twitter and Instagram for live game updates, posts, and discussions for your beloved Boston Celtics. Uh, Quite a weekend this past weekend. Um, I'm recording this a couple hours after the 1 p.m. game on uh, Monday. MLK Day. Happy MLK Day. Um, But first, we have to go over Saturday's game because we didn't get the chance to recap that. I thought, why not just combine the two episodes into one since it's the same team? Um, I'm doing it solo today. I'm not joined by Billy or anyone, but that's all right because we got two wins on the weekend, and I'm just okay with that. So first games first. Saturday, we faced the Hornets in in our first game, and rough start. Rough start. We had a... Six, we were down 16 points in the second quarter. Um, it was first a good shootout in the beginning. We got uh, Derek White that really helped us out, contributed early with an eight eight points in the first couple of minutes of the first quarter, a uh, couple of threes. And unfortunately, uh, Marcus Smart and him had a little co- collision, and he left the game early with the next brain and didn't return for the rest of the game. So you're already down Jalen Brown. You're down Derek White. Celtics need to push through. This is still an easy game for them to win because it's the Charlotte Hornets. We're not going up against a juggernaut of a team here while we're down a couple of guys. So you just need some other guys to step up, and that's exactly what happened. Tatum did not find himself early. He was struggling in the game, but... In the first half, I got to give it to Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon. They kept the Celtics in it. They didn't, they didn't, um, you know, they didn't worry about the score. They're down 16, so what? First off, the Hornets were shooting 65% in the first, first half of the game, which is unbelievable. It just seems like every time they put up a shot, it was going in. So, as a Celtics fan, you knew that number was going to go down as the game continued. There's no way they're going to shoot at that high-level uh, shooting percentage throughout the whole game. So that was a good thing going for the Celtics. But for them, they needed to. They were playing very sloppy. The chemistry was kind of off. You didn't really get the efficient ball movement that you see out of Joe Missoula's offense. So it was like, where, where do we go from there? And I think the Celtics... Fed off of Robert Williams, they Robert Williams picked them up when he was making gritty plays uh, that just kind of got you like excited and like, all right, we're we're still in this. Uh, one play, for example, on the ground, fighting, got four Hornets guys down low. He's got the ball, he's ripping it out of people's hands. He kicks it out to Al Horford. Al Horford finds Brogdon for a three, bang, keeps a minute, and then you got. Um, I'm sorry about that. My phone's blowing up here. Um, and then another play, Robert Williams. You had a three, three, four possession uh, shots in one possession. 
And uh, Robert Williams down low just kept rebounding the ball, kicking it back out, kicking it back out. And then, you know what? He said, screw this. He finally got the fourth rebound and put it up himself. You put it, you know, got the and one, boom, down to 12. They ended up finishing that second half with, or that first half, 16 points. And at halftime, they were only down by four. That, that was, that was a great way to end the second quarter. And taking that energy, hey, we're only down four. We were down 16. Let's steamroll through the second half. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, Tatum put up 17 points, 17 of his 33 points, found his rhythm again in the third quarter, got the Celtics a comfortable lead. And then in the fourth quarter, you know the Celtics. They just close it out in the fourth quarter all the time. And they had no problem in the second half. They got cleaned up and they got a, they got better. But I feel like, you know, Tatum, 33 points, that's very Tatum-like of him. We see him do that day in, day out. But a guy that overperformed, had his best Celtics game of his career, Malcolm Brogdon, again, coming off the bench, aggressive, four from six from deep. He's averaging like 21 points in his last six games. This is unbelievable production you want to see out of a guy like Malcolm Brogdon. Huge pickup this offseason. Going in off the bench, coming in the court, giving it spark for that offense is just huge, especially when you're missing your second star talent, Jalen Brown. And having him consistently play like this, it's almost like Jalen Brown was never gone because we're still putting up unbelievable numbers. I mean, 122 points. And then today, earlier, 130. We'll get into that later on in the show. But when you got guys like... Um, you know, Al Horford, he put up he put up a decent amount of points that night. Uh 16, 16 points. Uh smart, 13, 13 points, 12 assists. So you got guys that are contributing. That's not just all coming from Tatum. Luckily, Tatum found his way, but you know, Brogdon, Smart, Horford, these are the guys that you want to see be successful. And again, another guy coming off the bench that has been a good spark plug for them is Luke Cornett. I mean, these non-Tatum minutes, when Tatum's not on the court, are crucial because you can't rely on your MVP to take care of every offensive possession. And when you got guys like Malcolm Brogdon and uh, Luke Cornett or even Sam Hauser now getting some minutes, they hold it down. They hold it down. They don't let Charlotte get away with a, a bigger lead. They hold it down. They keep the Celtics within it. They give Tatum some rest. So when he comes in, he's ready to go. And Tatum does what he needs to do. And that's, that's what was big, being down four points heading into halftime because Tatum got, it, got himself together, composed himself, boom, 17 of his 33 points in the third quarter, and then it's just out of reach at that point. The Hornets aren't touching him. Couple, couple of notes, though, that I need to take away from this game that feel like the Celtics need to improve on. Uh, need to do better with points off turnovers. In this game, they forced 11 turnovers, but only put up five points. Not good. Need 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 better uh, fast break points from the Celtics. Um, but other than that, I can't really think of anything else. Okay, here's another thing. Uh, defensive fast, you know, getting back on defense, the transition defense, huge. 14 points was giving up off of fast. I can't speak today. I'm so sorry. 14 points were given up off to the Pelicans um, off of fast breaks last the other night. And then the night before, 24 points. So these teams are getting a lot of easy buckets off of the Celtics. 
And coming into the night, I feel like the Celtics kind of addressed that because we saw that number drop from 14 to 5. Hornets only got five fast break points this game. And I think that's huge if you're the Celtics because you can't... That I brought this up earlier in a couple episodes ago. Celtics complain too much to referees to get their emotions carried away and, you know, miss shot or whatever, or they get frustrated. Don't do that. Just go back and play the game, get back on defense. And I feel like they did a lot better this game doing that. Didn't, you know, they were struggling in that second quarter trying to get the, you know, get the lid off the basket. It was a grind, but they just kept getting back on offense. They only kept it at 16. The Hornets never were up at 20 points at one point. I think they did a really good job staying staying in it, keeping it like, all right, you got you got a couple on us, but we're chipping back. And they did exactly that. So it was a really good game. They extend their winning streak to six games. Now, MLK Day today, Celtics, 130 to 118. Completely different story this game. Celtics came out hot, ready to go. I think the first quarter was 35-22. Their record is now 33-12, and best in the league. 4.5 games ahead of the second best team in the East, which is their divisional rival, the Brooklyn Nets. So I feel like that's a huge step for the Celtics uh, after this. But the main story in this is 51 big ones for Tatum. 20 in the first half, 31 in the second half. In the last two minutes, he closed out, shot three threes back to back to back in the last two minutes. And you got the whole Charlotte Stadium chanting MVP, MVP, MVP. He is now the number one 50-point game leader by a Celtic. Tatum has five and Bird only has four. And then um, I think three are tied for one. So what a, I mean, what a performance for Tatum. I mean, after the game, he said, you know, it's been a while since I had one, so I, I feel like I needed that. Like, who says that? Like, that's just such goat talk right there. Like, oh, oh, I haven't had one in a while, so I felt like today might have been a good day to finally get 51, you know? He did exactly that. I mean, you could tell at the end of the game, he didn't really need to shoot three. He was at 48 points. They were up by, I believe it was 121 to 110. And, you know, you're up 11. You can run out the clock, whatever. Now, Tatum just went on a scorcher and hit three threes in a row. And and instead of having 42 points, he had 51 in the last two minutes. I mean, guy's, guy's insane. And it's nuts to think because I'm watching these games and it's like Charlotte, there's no fans there. It's filled with, I mean, it's filled with Celtics fans. So it was almost like a home performance for the Celtics. Um, another guy that I want to bring up again, Brogdon. This guy's a six man of the year candidate at this point. 46 points, zero turnovers in the last two games. There's only, I believe, um, a couple other Celtics that are, were able to ever accomplish that ever. He's one of three Celtics. Uh, to score that many points and commit zero turnovers in two games, which is, I think, very important if you're the Celtics because one of the major issues that you had last year was turning over the ball. And we can go back to the NBA Finals where they really got sloppy with ball security and a lot of turnovers for the Warriors. And it just wasn't uh, wasn't the way they played. And I feel like, they did a lot. They've done a lot better on ball security this year with because a team as unselfish as the as the Celtics are, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, you got to take care of the ball, and I think they did an excellent job in the past couple of games keeping this seven game winning streak alive, not turning the ball over too much, 
Um, not letting the other team go get momentum. Um, you know, easy points. And it translates to the game and how you finish. So another big history thing here. Horford is on the all-time top 10 three-point makes as a Celtic. Um, he's now tied at 10th. 517 threes ties Walter McCarty at 517. So, again, great performance all around by everybody today. But, obviously, Tatum, the big one, 51 points. You'll love to see that out of your uh, MVP candidate for the Boston Celtics. So, back to what I said earlier about unselfish basketball. In the first half, 21 assists on 23 field goals. That is that Joe Missoula offense for you right there. I mean... You gotta put this guy in the conversation now that he is a top three candidate for um coach of the year. I would put him right up there with Willie Green and um Jaki, I can't pronounce his name, Jaki Vagon, uh head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. I think what he did with that team is phenomenal. How that team barely made the playoffs last year and now they're second seed in the East. They went on that big fourteen or twelve game winning streak, fourteen and one. But Joe Joe Missoula. I mean, let, we'll we'll give him credit, but we have to address. Hey, he already had all this star talent on the team that he was given into. You know, comes in. You got two superstars on the team. You got these defensive minded role players: Marcus Smart, Rob Williams, Derek White. These guys can pick you apart. So he could have really screwed up this team coming into this season with the absence of Ime Yudoka, which happened in the off season. If anything, he just made them 10 times better. Um, I mean, first half of the season, you know, done. And your record's 33-12. and 12. Look at where the Celtics started last year around January 11th. I think they were, um, they were like 23-24. and 24. Ever since then, this team does not lose. It does not lose. And 33-12, and 12, first time coming in, you're an intern head coach. Give yourself a pat on the back, Joe. Seriously. I am I am impressed. And if you guys had the option, let's say Celtics hold on to Ime Yodoka. I want you to I want you to answer this question honestly. Do you want Ime Yodoka back on as the head coach if he were to come back next year? Or were you to say, get rid of him, let's keep Joe? I mean, I mean, I guess that all really depends on the outcome of what the season is, but overall, coaching-wise, how do you guys feel? as a standpoint when it comes to how disciplined the Celtics are under each coach. We look at last year, Ime Yudoka turned the Celtics into an NBA Finals team, and he did a great job with that. thing I like about Joe Mazzulla is he has a lot of trust in his team. You know, love and trust, that's what the Celtics say. And I think that goes both ways for the coach and the players. And he has a lot of trust in his players to figure it out when things start going bad, not their way on the court. And instead of calling timeouts, you know, to ruin the other team's momentum or, you know, take a breather, figure things out. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not a, he's not a typical coach that does that. He lets the guy, he lets Tatum figure it out. He, he's the Bill Belichick to Tom Brady, just how Joe is with Jason Tatum. He puts his trust in Jason Tatum. When, this is his team, right? Jalen Brown, partner in crime. Let the guys figure it out. 
this team communicates, has one of the best chemistries in the league. They can figure it out on the court, and they do that night in and night out. So I give props to Joe Mazzulla for allowing his players to figure it out, and you know he he gives them the direction and the and the coaching they need to be successful. Hence, thirty three and twelve. Um, couple of things that I want to take note of here: Tatum twenty five percent for three. From three, the last two games, shooting six for 24, not good. You really started to think Tatum was starting to get in that midseason slump that every player gets into at one point, whether it's a week or three weeks or a month. But tonight he comes out seven for 12 from deep, and that's that's a good sign. That's what you want to see. And he was invited for the three-point contest. Do you take it? Do you not take it? Um some people say don't because it ruins you. It gets you out of rhythm. But if I'm Tatum, focus on your game. If you know you're in a slump, maybe it's good for you. But tonight, you still proved that you could shoot efficiently well from three, uh, seven from twelve. He was having some finger issues uh, hurting them. I don't know um, the other day uh, after the uh, Brooklyn Nets game, but he said after today's game, he said it's fine. So. Not an issue there. Um, another thing, Celtics are down four minutes in the third quarter, 92-76. All right. You're right there. You got the lead. You're you're holding it. Just keep playing all the way through third quarter and then you're fine. No. You let the you let the Hornets go on a 10-0 run and the the quarter ends 92-86. That's unacceptable. You you cannot take your foot off the gas. Keep your heels on their necks and keep them on the ground while you got them. This team just needs to push, push, push until the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. Never, never let up. Because then in the fourth quarter, early in, the score is 100 to 98. Luckily, um, they never took the lead. The Celtics figured it out. They kept the lead and then just continued to grow as the game finished on. But great game from the Celtics. 51 points from Tatum. Brogdon looking like a six-man candidate of the year. You could really start to see the um, defensive mindset increase and get better and better as Robert Williams gets more comfortable um, after only being back for three, four weeks. So a lot of great news coming into um, Thursday. We got the Warriors versus Celtics. Finals rematch. Um my key takeaway for this, if the Celtics want to be successful, you're missing your your start, your second star, Jalen Brown. Gotta finish strong in this game if you wanna make a statement. Like let listen, they beat you last year in the finals. Sure. But this is a completely different team with how it's coached and the and the depth. Peyton Pritchard, another guy getting involved, comes off as a spark. You know, um, I'll say it again, Malcolm Brogdon wasn't on the team last year. These are guys that will that will be that offensive spark plug that they need for when Tatum or other guys need rest. So they need to go into this game the same way they played the last seven games and figure it out. And don't worry about don't worry about last year. Don't worry about last year. Focus on now for, for and just what's in front of you. Now we don't know what the injury report's going to be like for the Warriors. Um, right now, Clay Thompson is out. I don't know if he'll be ready to play for Thursday. We'll find out soon. Other than that, it looks look Celtics are looking like 
they're about to steamroll through this East and finish number one if they keep it up because this team is getting dangerous. And wait till Jalen Brown comes back. Um, until then, I hope you guys have a great holiday week. Um, I'll record my next episode after the game on Thursday. Until then, go Celtics.